Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I know it doesn't feel like hump day because we're not in studio, but I just want to assure everyone, just because we're not in studio, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't hump someone you love. I can't stress that enough. It's such an important point. It makes the world go round. It makes hump day hump day. So make sure to hump someone you love, whether it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dog. No judgments here. Yeah, well, I know that it's hump day, and even though we're not in studio, we can still be celebrating, but T-H-E-O is not even in the room, and it's hard to get excited for hump day when I can't even get eyes on the prize. I'm so glad you brought that up. I've actually been getting DMs from toasters who are new to the community who are curious as to why we spell out T-H-E-O instead of saying Theo, which I didn't even realize that we do, but I guess it's so that we don't alert him when he actually is in studio. It's like you never wake a sleeping baby. It's like he's sleeping. He's being a good boy. He knows his name. He will react. Yeah, it's for when he's in the room. You know, it's like when you spell out a curse word because kids are around. Right. But now, like, that's just become one of his nicknames. 100%. And that's just who he is, you know? Yeah, speaking of who he is and what he's about, I called you last night because in watching um, my Australian television show, I came to the realization that Teodor means I adore you. And that's his name. And I just think that it's so beautiful because that's how I feel about him. No, it's just like things about Theo and his legacy. Like I keep learning new things about him and none of it really shocks me. I'm just, I never cease to be amazed at the endless um, revelations that come from Theo's background. A hundred percent. Like we learned the other day that Theo is Jewish, fully Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Like, obviously, he converted, like, to be in this family, but it turns out that he didn't even have to. Like, he was born a Jew. Yeah. It's 100% true. You learn something new every day about Theo. And we're so proud of him. Ugh. So, so proud. I kind of miss him. I kind of understand why people think that when we're talking about Theo for, like, the first six months of being listeners to this show, they think we're talking about my actual human son. Um, And it's because we're absolutely insane. Yeah. And but that's he deserves, that. He deserves the best. Like, he deserves the most enthusiasm, like the best backstory. And that's what we're here to do, is to give it to him. And that's what we have properly given him. Yeah, and to share that with the world. Because yeah. the world deserves it, too. Why should we hog all this amazing awesomeness? Okay, I'm going to move on now. 
Is okay. that okay? Yeah. Yeah, where um, are you going? <laughs> we have a fabulous show for you guys today. I actually watched Emily in Paris yesterday, all day yesterday, and I convinced Jackie to watch it, so she's going to watch it today. So I will hold off on my official recap until Jackie and I can do it together tomorrow. Um, maybe you want to join us. It's the Netflix original series starring Lily Collins, created by Darren Starr. So you're thinking, is it going to be Sex in the City? Is it going to be Younger? And then it ends up being none of it. So enjoy it. Um, it's really short, Jackie, and I actually think you'll really, um, I don't know, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to watch it today, but my series is just developing. Like I understand. Something so, like every episode, the things that they're grappling with are just so intense. Like this show is so dark. And liter- so I just finished season two, but I guess what happened was the show got canceled in the middle of their season two. So they filmed a finale that wrapped it up. And then, like, the fans, the outpouring of love for the show was so immense that they picked it back up and they had to film a different end of the season two finale so that it could segue into season three. So it was so confusing. I watched a finale that was, like, insane. And then I saw there's an alternate ending. So I watched that ending, hoping that was like going to be like the the right one, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Obviously, it's like everything good happens because that was supposed to be like the series finale. So no, the one where everything insane happens is the one that I have to work off of. And like then I, it was already twelve o'clock, but I was like, oh my gosh, spoiler alert! George is shot. I mm-hmm. have to keep watching. So you are talking about a place to call home, which is like your weird um, crackle. What do you watch it on? Acorn TV. Acorn. And yes, and and while yesterday I was a little a little bashful about the fact that I was watching such a random show. It turns out that like there is a community of people who love the show. I posted it on my Instagram story and like so many people reached out like saying that they loved it and that they've watched it and they're obsessed. And so it gave me, you know, the courage to speak about it a little more today and open up about what I'm watching. You're so brave. (laughs) I am brave because it's hard with you because if you saw the show, yeah, because you would make fun of me. But now I have my loyal, a place to call homers. Excuse and, me. This <laughs> assumption we, that I would make fun of you for a TV show, I would like to know where that stems from. I don't think I've ever made fun of a TV show. No, but like you make fun of other things. So I just assumed that maybe it would, because it's not like a cool show. I don't know. You this would seems make fun of me. This feels hurtful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I assumed, and you know what happens when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. So, it's on Acorn TV, which is apparently a British streaming service. And if you saw the photo, so someone posted in Toast After Dark, like, the poster for the show. I was like, I can't believe Jackie's watching A Place to Call Home. And if you just see the poster, like, it's nothing about what the show is about. Like, it's so misleading. It looks like you, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, no, it looks like, like, granny porn. Like, <laughs> But, porn. but it's but it's not like it's it's insane it's okay. insane so if you guys are looking for a show and i've never watched downton abbey but i feel like it's similar i don't actually i do i okay. really do well we have tons of stuff coming up for you guys of course we have the fast five stories a little tv recap because my favorite show on the planet premiered last night we got two episodes in honor of the premiere don't be tardy for the party the beerman zolciak clan is back and then it's wednesday so we also have dear toasters our advice segment so i feel like we should stop dilly-dallying and just get to it oh okay you want to jump right in don't you well i guess don't you don't you 
Don't you, baby, don't you? <laughs> okay, without further don't yous, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And I have sufficiently run out of ideas. So, let me just tell you guys. Today's episode, brought to you by Framebridge. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift. From art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone, you can use Framebridge for just about anything. Framebridge.com, all they ask is for you to upload your photo. They'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces if you're looking to frame a physical photo. You can preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of all the hundreds of dollars you'd pay at an actual framing store, their prices start at $39. All shipping is free. Plus, our listeners can get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code TOAST. I feel like the framing process has been so trying for too long and Framebridge is just out here rescuing people. Like the fact mm-hmm. that you can have a picture on your phone and like in a matter of days it can be shipped to your house in a frame, like that's just genius. Yeah, it's one of these ideas that it just changes your life and makes and, so much sense. And I feel like it changes the world. Do you know what I mean? It's just like the way yeah. we live is different because this should have been done like years ago. Framing is so treacherous and so expensive, but with Framebridge it's easy and affordable because like we said, their prices start at $39. And if you want to get 15% off your first order, go to framebridge.com and use the code TOAST. Get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com. Ooh, excuse me. Framebridge.com and use promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Framebridge.com, promo code TOAST. Again, that's framebridge.com, promo code TOAST. Love it. Sign on. Get your frame right. Okay, first story. Clearing up so many questions that we had about where was Hannah Brown taking a poop in the quarantine house. Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron clear up romance rumors They say that they shared a trauma that brought them together. Okay. So Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron put up a YouTube video called What Really Happened, where they're finally addressing the romance rumors that they fueled while isolating together in the the first few weeks of quarantine. Let's just talk about that title for a minute. That is like hardcore David Dobrik clickbait. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like the two of these, they're like a little too serious and mature to be doing, pulling stunts like this, but I'll allow it. I don't know. I think that now they, the two of them are YouTubers, and this is what YouTubers do. They, but honestly, I'm I'm actually I didn't. I'm glad for this video because it really is answering some of our questions. Like those weeks that they were together, what was going on in that house? Were they dating? The answer is no. They did not even kiss. Well, you know what's interesting? I feel like there are people probably who listen to the show who you know lay in bed at night and think of all the wonders of the world. You know, and one of those wonders is like. What happened between Hannah and Tyler? Like, the world may never know. And you know what? I'm just a person who doesn't care. Like, I actually really um, just don't care. I just don't. Okay, well, um, that's nice for you. I care a little <laughs> bit, and I think other people care. So no, I'm no. going to share what happened. I'm going to no, share it. Everyone cares, and, like, the news is all over this. But, like, I'm just sitting back and, like, evaluating my life. And I'm like, do I really care? No. No, but I do like, because we were talking about them, like, every day for a while, and we didn't have that many answers, and we were like, are they hooking up? Like, where is she taking a dump? That house needs a Who's taking out the trash? Yeah, and, like, 
they're giving us those answers. So I do like when my loose ends are tied up. And if without further ado, could I share what the answers are? Yeah, by the way, I'm not shaming you for choosing the story. And it I'm not shaming me. And I'm and I'm not shaming anyone. Another thing you're making fun of my interests. Bitch, let me finish. I'm not making fun. Oh my God. All I'm saying is that I'm not shaming anyone who cares. I'm just saying I've had a personal realization in the time that you have been reading the title of the story. And it's like, these are two people who like, I probably talk about frequently. I think I follow Tyler on Instagram. Like I'm somewhat, you would think invested. And at the end of the day, I've just like had a personal realization that I don't care. And I just okay. wanted to share because this is our podcast where we share our revelations. Okay, so why don't you like go get a snack while I share with everyone <laughs> what was going on between the two of them? No, I'll listen and I'll engage. But I just wanted my, my true fans to know that I don't care. Okay, honestly, I think your true fans knew. Like, they know that about you. They know that this is not for you. No, but I, I really want you to finish the story. Go. According to the reality stars, they decided to reconnect just before the pandemic began in the U.S. after Tyler's mom died of a brain aneurysm and Hannah's younger brother, Parker, overdosed. Quote, we were kind of leaning on each other at this point. We were both going through things, so we were kind of each other's support system all of a sudden. You, of course, have your family there, but it's always nice to have someone outside to lean on as well. Someone that knows you in a different way, Hannah added. But I think there was also like a problem in that a little bit. We were like together in trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about how they spend time in the house making the videos, doing the dances. Um, and Tyler said, people think we were hooking up the whole time. Never kissed. We went from a dating show where it didn't work out, then not talking to each other. Trauma happens. We hang out to living together. 12 times more the amount of time in that house together for those 18 days than we did on the show. Eventually, Hannah got a ride back to Alabama. And so they're just sort of like figuring out where their friendship is now, like after these major things like to live with someone for 18 days after not speaking to them after almost getting engaged to them like yeah it's a lot it's a lot it's complicated it's complicated is what it is and um I just like can't believe like when we were speculating like there was legit ass nothing going on but it actually makes sense I feel like in no world did we really see them being together like for for either one of them it made no sense people like people just shipped it because like they loved them individually and like the fan accounts were shipping it. But at the end of the day, like chemistry wise and like history wise, I don't feel like they really make sense as a couple. Yeah. Two things that we were speculating on at the time. One, um, we were wondering where she was going to the bathroom and it turns out that like she had a really hard time pooping and she would go to his aunt's house, but she still couldn't poop there. Like she like literally didn't poop for weeks. She said, so like I actually can relate. So she said that in the YouTube video, like she was talking yeah. about dutying in front of Tyler C. Yep. So it just goes to show that they're not together. hundred percent. I've never been more sure in my life that the relationship is completely platonic. Also, I feel like at the time we were speculating that like this house, you know, it would be cabin fever to the utmost. Like everything's fun for a little while, but eventually like you get spilkis like you need to get away from these people 100%. and she did say by the time that she left she said quote i wasn't very nice that day you were definitely not nice that day like they were done hanging out you know no, i feel that like i don't know how I, I mean i love watching the content but all these like tiktok hype houses and like all these creator houses where young people are just like living together for the sake of content while i appreciate the entrepreneurial spirit i don't understand logistically how these kids don't go nuts like i cannot be near anyone like even a sleepover like i can't like i need my bed i need theo i need ben i need my tv like i need to be in my own space i need my my personal routine 
Yes. So I don't understand yeah. how these people do it. And obviously Hannah couldn't do it for that much long. Like two weeks. I mean, what is it? 18 days. That's insane. Like I go crazy on like a three day weekend. weekend. Yeah, for sure. Even so in Newport. Now- like I was so frazzled. I was Miss Frizzle. That you were so that frazzled. You I dropped the keys, keys to the it. bus in the toilet. You did. You did do that. Have you gotten an update on like where the car is? Okay. So. I was thinking about that last night. Like, are we just no longer responsible for this vehicle? Well, I actually woke up this morning to a text from Chase Fraud asking if the rental car charge was us because it's a very high amount. And I think a lot of things are going on. I think you and I maybe misunderstood um, how much the Jaguar would be over the Toyota RAV4. And then we also um, got hit with a few charges. You know, the keys were lost, the towing, all the things. So I do think we misunderstood. And I actually think all these things were misrepresented to us. For sure. For sure. So I can Because I know in... I know in my head the way they represented the upgrade from the Jaguar. Like, I know the dollar amount that they said it would be. And I'm was just it say- not that dollar amount? I'm just saying, the amount that I was... Chase was right to flag it. I mean, it's an insane amount. And it, we could have bought a new Jaguar. Stop. Oh, my God. I Okay, we'll talk about it later then. But, yeah, I would assume, like, just because we paid for insurance $10 a day, like, that doesn't cover the towing no, and I, the new set of keys. I got basic-ass insurance. Like, there is no way. It might cover a new set of keys, but it does not cover, like, a full tow in the middle of Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, that actually makes sense. Like, if, if it was sounding too good to be true. Like, there has to be repercussions for your actions you know yeah and like I hadn't heard from the car company so like they were just being like a little too quiet like very coy yeah like just trying to like make up a number to hit you with yeah and to be honest I did not press approve on the chase thing yet I'm just not ready to go through with it and I need some more info like how did we get to this number yeah no you need a breakdown I understand I'm all about a breakdown yeah okay well next story is some exciting pregnancy news Kelly Rowland is pregnant with her second child. She's on the cover of Women's Health with her bed bed bump. Wow. uh, Talking about how happy she is to receive the news of her second pregnancy. These photos are stunning, like sickening, stunning, beautiful photos and just like a stunning pregnancy announcement. But she talks about how um, she'd been talking about having a second child loosely and then COVID happened. And we were just like, let's see what happens. The 39-year-old tells the outlet before admitting that she got pregnant right away. She's due later this year. She says she hesitated to share the news publicly, especially during a time when the country is facing the coronavirus pandemic and a national reckoning on race. But she said, you still want to remind people that life is important and being able to have a child. I'm knocking at 40s door in February. Wow. Take care, taking care of myself means a lot to me. Wow. I mean, I'm actually just, I'm truly offended by this story because Kelly Rowland has absolutely who gave her permission to be so sickening stunning and beautiful and smart and just like on the cover of women's health like pregnant i can't like it's it's offensive it's i'm offended yeah no the cover is amazing the bathing like just the looks it's so on point and i'm so happy for her and i think this is a great story do you think her kids hang out with beyonce's kids i don't know I actually feel like they do. I actually feel like Beyonce, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. She has a son who's five. Yeah, like Beyonce is always including Destiny's Child in her, you know, monumental moments, which I think is really cool and like 
humble of her. Um, and I think she does it because like everyone loves Destiny's Child, but I think she also does it because she really loves Kelly Rowland. And Michelle's just like happy to be along for the ride. But I think Beyonce and Kelly are like definitely OTP, like best friends for life. Biffle. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think Beyonce's going to be really happy about this. Yeah, I mean, everyone could use some good baby news, including Beyonce. I mean, we get there's a lot of good baby news these days. Like, that's really a silver lining. Of the whole time. thing. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say, I was thinking about it before I went to bed last night. So I'm watching Mad Men, and there is, um, in season maybe two or three, they're going through that whole Cuba nuclear I'm sorry. I really don't know American history that well. Missile crisis? But there's a big drama with Cuba in in American history. And everyone is freaking out. They think there's going to be a nuclear war. Like, everyone's going home from work early. They think they might not see everyone on Monday. And the way they were just, like, talking about how, like, we're living in such crazy times. Um, Can you believe this year? It, like, really was giving me 2020 vibes. And it kind of was comforting to know that, like, people... You know, all throughout American history, like, there have been bad years. And, yes, this is a bad one, a really, really bad one. But it just, I felt comfort knowing that, like, Betty Draper in the 60s was, like, worried about the year. Do you know what I mean? She also had a bad year. Everyone did. There was just, like, so much going on within, like, the political climate. And it was just, like, really giving me 2020 vibes. I'm like, this is 60 years ago. So I just wanted everyone to know, like, this is not the first bad year in American history. It won't be the last. But we will get through it. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful message, Claudia. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. You know what else is a beautiful message? What? Reba McIntyre <laughs> reveals, that she, <laughs> reveals that she's dating CSI Miami actor Rex Lynn. I saw this. I saw this, and I just wanted to be said, I watched CSI Miami, and I've never seen this man. I don't. Okay, I don't, this man. I'm sorry be, to this man. I'm sorry to this man. I've never seen this man. Yeah. I'm sorry. He... Okay, so I don't, like, know him off the top of my head, but he does look familiar, and I looked up other things that he's in, and, like, he's in Cheaper by the Dozen, but, like, that doesn't tell me anything, you know what I mean? He is? Like, he's in 50 movies. That's so Reba, you know? That's so Reba. To date, like, a seasoned actor who looks familiar, but you can't really place him. Okay. But I guess his big things are CSI. I know who he is in Cheaper by the Dozen. I think it's Cheaper by the Dozen 2. 2. When he moves and the coach... Oh, no, that's a different guy. That's a different guy. Who is he? He's probably just like an extra. Right, exactly. So he's also in Fast and Furious, I believe. I mean, he's literally in everything. I could go through it. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I've just seen this specific picture of him on the set of CSI Miami, and I 100% know who he is. No, he's such a familiar fotch. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. He's a familiar fotch. He's also in Young Sheldon. I'm so... How have I missed that? (laughs) Um, I'm actually really happy for Reba. Um, I don't know the extent of Reba's personal life, but I just feel like she deserves happiness because she's an icon and a a queen. Yeah, I would agree with that. And she's also apparently a podcaster. because she. She described Lynn as special and a very, very sweetheart of a guy on her podcast, Living and Learning, telling her co-host that she jumped back into the dating pool this year. Wait, Reba has a podcast? She's really like, rising tides raise all ships. Yeah, I think Reba's podcast is what's going to get us to that next level of podcast. 100%. Yeah, so I think it's really, it's a beautiful love story. I hope it goes well for Reba. I have said, I, I think... 
today's show a record amount of times. 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We, like, say something a million times for a week, and then the next week we say something else. No, but you Except know what we it is? say 100% a lot. Sometimes I even say 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know, like, you really agree. But... I just want to say, like, it's not my fault for saying 100% so much. It's actually your fault for saying so many eloquent, smart, agreeable things. Like, you're wow. just so agreeable that I have no choice but to agree. Wow, Claude, that's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, wait, but really Thank quickly you. back to Reba. Um, I love her so much, and I just feel like whoever dates her is, like, the luckiest man in the world. I feel like she just has, like, a warm bosom that you could, like, curl into, and she makes biscuits, and she flies private, and she eats corn dogs. And no lie, like, I kind of want to be Reba's boyfriend. I feel like that's an amazing lot in life. It's the role of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And, like, I would work 24 hours a day to make her so happy. Like, that would be my sole focus. I'm like, how can I make Reba smile today? Should I tell a joke? Should I take her somewhere? Like, I just think Reba deserves endless love and happiness. And I hope he's being really supportive, helping her get ready for her next big role, host of the CMAs. Maybe he'll be there. Maybe they'll walk the carpet together. I don't know if there's even going to be a carpet. I'm just, I'm picturing, I just, I love that Reba has found love. I love that for her. I love love. Yeah, love, love, absolutely. Also, he's in Better Call Saul. I never watched it, but I think you did. You know, I never, I never watched it either, which is crazy because I loved Breaking Bad, and one of my favorite characters was Saul. But I don't know. I just, I couldn't get back to the AMC channel. <laughs> I mean, that does happen. I've never watched Breaking Bad. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I swear. That's crazy. Do I look like I, I watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, you look like you love crystal meth. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Jackie, I actually think it should be your next. Are you against it? Like, I miss the boat, I feel like. And I don't know. It just doesn't look like my vibe. Like, it looks like there's so many, like, I don't know. By the way, it's so good. And I think, like, you will, of all people, like, you will love it. And I think that you should definitely think about starting this journey. Okay, I'll put it on my, like, extended list but right now my short list like I have to read watch a place called home um Emily in Paris I want to read the Nightingale and Mariah Carey's book and like once I get past those four things then we can talk about my next endeavor I understand I do I am very and I'm an understanding girl thank you okay well speaking of big news in the audio industry Hmm. first we have Reba's podcast Next, we have Howard Stern is nearing a deal with Sirius XM for around $120 million a year. The amount would exceed his previous contracts, which topped out at roughly $80 to $100 million a year. I saw this. It's so crazy. Like, I knew that he probably made, like, around $100 million for, like, a three-year contract. For one year of work, $120 million. That's so crazy. Um, but also, like, I see the value. I actually, I don't even like listen to Howard religiously, but I watch a lot of his YouTube videos and like, he's really the voice of a generation. And I think he's literally keeping tens of millions of people subscribed to Sirius XM literally just for his show. So this is fabulous. Good for him. Good for Beth. Good for the cats. They rescue good for everyone. Good for everyone. And it is an interesting development in, you know, the audio Industry because most of these big paydays are going to big podcasts. So for I would have maybe thought that you know when his contract ran out at Sirius that he would go into podcasting, Um, but no, he's he's a radio man through and through, and he's there's big bucks there for him. So I think this is a really interesting development. I'm always happy to see Howard Stern, you know, to see talent really get paid Uh for the work that they do. 
And so I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm just interested in the, in the industry. Yeah. I feel like Spotify definitely tried to make a move. Like they gave Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars. I think Howard Stern to Spotify would be worth $200 million. Like literally bringing an entire generation of people into podcasting. But I feel like Howard Stern feels deeply connected to radio as a medium and he's not ready to like see it die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that is part of the reason why he stayed. I also just think he's really happy and comfortable at Sirius. And, you know, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Um, also, apparently he has had um, conversations with Spotify, but they were preliminary conversations that didn't progress very far. I mean, so. if, if I worked at Spotify, I would literally do absolutely everything in my power to get Howard Stern on our platform. Like it would change the... I honestly think it would change, like, the history of media forever. Like, it would be such a big deal. Oh, thank you. I mean, like, in the future, it would be the history. (laughs) Yes, yes, I I know what you meant. Yes, it would change the future of podcasting, of radio, of media. I think it would be such a big deal. Like, if I I literally would have bought him a plane, like, I would have done anything. I mean, they have so much money, and it would just be so crazy. So, right now the future of media is remaining unchanged, but who knows? Maybe in another year. Yeah. Who knows? So I just thought that was interesting. We have an update on our boy, Howard. We love Howard. If this gets to Howard, we love you and your little curly hair so much. (laughs) And we loved your book and your everything of the sort. We loved your book. Okay. Fifth and final story. I guess this food fall into the good news category. And it's just a story that I've been Following from afar that I, I absolutely love and adore, and I think we need more sorts of stories like this. Okay, I just, I don't know the story. I just want to preface it by saying I fucking hate good news. Like I know, but, like, you're going to, I think you've probably seen this story, and I think you would like it. I just think it happens to, like, if you were tagging this story, filing it, like, you would use the tag good news because it's if, good news. If you also, like, hate cringy good news, a few months ago, Jackie and I recorded a podcast on the Patreon channel where we thought we would, like, try and be positive. The fast five stories of good news. And it was literally impossible to get through. We were cackling the we entire time. It is a brilliant piece of content. Head over to the Patreon, become a member, literally just to listen to that episode. It, we were sitting on this couch, literally in tears. It was so funny. Like, sometimes I go back and listen to it when I've had a bad day. And if you're looking for that, check it out. I'm sorry to interrupt. What is the good news? I'm dying to know. Ocean Spray gives TikTok star a new truck following viral Fleetwood Mac cranberry juice video. Oh, my God. So you saw this video last month. Nathan Apodaca, who goes by 420dogface208 on TikTok, went viral when he shared a video of himself drinking the brand's cran raspberry juice while skating to Fleetwood Mac's dreams. Now, Ocean Spray has taken notice, gifting him a brand new car and a trunk full of Ocean Spray goods. Wow. Oh, my God. I love a brand integration on like a viral moment, you know? Yeah, and so I the video, the original video came about because his car, like, wasn't working, and it always shuts off, he says, and he always has his longboard in there in case he runs out of gas or something, so he jumped on his board, he was, like, driving, he was boarding down uh, the coast, and he thought that this was sweet, so he took a video, and obviously that video has gone extremely viral. I mean, so that's the- why one half of Fleetwood Mac, not Stevie Nicks, the other guy, yeah. um, he recreated the video because they were singing to a Fleetwood Mac song. Yes, and so that's why Ocean Spray got him a new truck and all the Ocean Spray he could drink. I absolutely love this story. It reminds me of a previous viral moment. Remember when, um, damn, Daniel, back at it again with the white Vans, and then Vans gave Daniel 
a lifetime supply of Dan's, and Daniel donated every single pair except for, like, one to children in need. It was an amazing moment to be an internet user. Oh, wow. I didn't know Daniel was so philanthropic. Yeah, it all happened on Ellen. I have to give her credit. She put the whole thing together. But um, this is reminding me of that. I love when a brand steps in. Like, brands are so archaic. And, like, some brands, it would have taken, like, six months, and they would have sent this guy, like, a gift card. Like, they're just, they're so corporate, and they're so lame. But I love how Ocean Spray, like, capitalized on the moment and got in there and is making news, good news, and I love this. Yeah, in addition to gifting the truck, the Ocean Spray CEO, Tom Haynes, Tom Hayes did decide to get in on the fun by recreating the original TikTok. I love a CEO who can get down and dirty. (laughs) Writing alongside his video, did we just become best friends? Oh, okay. He had to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He had to ruin it. He had to ruin (laughs) it. I'm so glad you felt the same way. That statement makes me cringe. Like, it's so cringy, and it's just, not, it reminds me, honestly, not to spoil it, it's like something they would use in Emily in Paris to like talk like a millennial. Hashtag, did we just become best friends? Yeah, that's like, but that's exactly what the CEO of Ocean Spray should be like doing, is trying to talk like a millennial. Yeah, so, I don't want to criticize too 100 much. P- 10 points for Ocean Spray. Yeah, 9.9 points for Ocean Spray. You get you get docked a tenth of a point because of the caption, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, I thought that was a piece of good news, and, you know, um, make sure to get your Ocean Spray today. Yeah, family-owned business, I think. Yeah, according to those commercials where they stomp on the cranberries in their yeah, boots. Yeah, that kind is literally gross. my source. Kind of gross. That's my, in my ear, I have an earpiece. My source is the guy standing in the river with his overalls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, those are the Fast Eye stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them, and, and now you know them, and you needed to. And I hope you feel good. I hope you feel good. Like, like I should. should. Let's quickly dive into TV recap, because I'm dying to talk about the Beermans. They are back on our television. They are on a five-week road trip across the U.S. in an RV with all six of their kids, their chef, their nanny, their hair and makeup artist. It is wild. Wait, they have their hair and makeup artists? Yes, that's Nikki. Oh, okay, because I wanted to talk about the glam. I watched (laughs) the first two episodes. I literally felt like I was watching Cheaper by the Dozen, like... That sort of energy of like frantic, oh my god, you know, kids running around, like just things flying, everyone yelling, like gives me so much anxiety. And, and I absolutely, I love you know a big family dynamic, and I love the Beermans, but like I had anxiety for them. It was really overwhelming just watching them navigate everyday things. Like when they were in Nashville going, you know, um, sightseeing, and they went to that boot store, and like the kids just ran everywhere. And it's like get the kids back. Like there's just kids everywhere. And I'm so worried that like one of them is gonna go missing. No, it, it, there's so much going on. Kim and Croy have so much on their plates, and it's really a miracle how they how they run this life together. I mean, you know? Croy is literally like the husband of everyone's dreams. Like the way he just handles everything. Like Kim, yeah, like just Kim says something and it appears. Like she and I and I know that she feels this way. It's like similar to how I feel about Ben. It's like I feel so lucky to have him, and like I know that she feels that way. Like when he just does everything for her, like her treadmill, like she her like he's, wood shop wigs. Oh, building a rack in the driveway for her RV wigs. That was crazy. Yeah, no, like bringing a mattress down. 
he's just so like handy and he loves her so much. Like, I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like the Beermans for a lot of different reasons, but I don't know how you can watch the show and like not be envious a little bit. Like they have such a good marriage and I feel like she went through so much to get to this place and she's like enjoying every moment of having this like big family, this amazing husband, their own TV show. And like I watch the show and I'm just like happy for her. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what they have that is what makes their show a success and like similar to other family shows that are successful is like as a family, they really and truly love each other. Yeah. And like Brielle doesn't even want to move out of the house because like she loves her family so much. And like, I think that if you're going to be like working with your family and doing a TV show, like that's the sort of relationship you have to have. Otherwise, like no one wants to watch like family turn on each other no it's so tumultuous and it gives a pit in the stomach that's not like friends turn on each other all you want but family is like very sacred and that's why I love Kardashians that's why I honestly love don't be tardy like I just love that familial bond and they have it and some people might think it's like unhealthy like Brielle 22 still living at home but I totally get it and I love it yeah I love it too and like even though they are a frantic bunch yes they are a very happy family yeah and like I don't know I just feel like Croy like understands Kim so much like when Kim made Croy pull over to the side of the road so she could go gambling for 15 minutes and lose $400 like that was so funny and like they do all these things and it's really who they are like I know Kim loves to gamble ever since Atlanta Housewives but they also like do it for the show and the show is really good and I feel like Ariana Kim Croy and Brielle like really give it all to the show yeah, the fact that they are actually living on an RV for five weeks and like it's it's extremely real. Like the they, the fact that they have to bring a moving truck behind them just goes to show that like they're actually trying to make this work. They're yeah. not like staying in a hotel every night and then waking up and filming and pretending like that this is what they're doing. It's it's admirable like that they could get on this bus and do this for five weeks especially because the girls and kim like their commitment to glam like i feel like we're high maintenance but like compared to them we're not at all like i could do my makeup in 10 minutes like on a moving rv like yeah she's wearing like brielle and ariana are wearing false lashes kim is wearing wigs like well they're on a tv show i know but to do that in a rest stop bathroom like these women are some of the most high maintenance I think celebrities of all time and to do to commit to the RV for five weeks like it's premium content a hundred percent um the RV actually like looked kind of fun and I was watching their old season all day like leading up to the premiere and while it is really good I do think at some point it gets a little stale like they just really stay in their house and like go to the same restaurants and like Brielle's she gonna move out Ariana's going to college soon like it's the same thing so I actually really appreciate them totally shaking up the format of their show and like going on the road with their entire family for five weeks and I think it's actually really smart because there's a million family reality shows and some get renewed and some don't and this is just like a totally different approach and I actually think it'll guarantee them more seasons yeah no I think it's really good everyone like we're up already so much the littles are the cutest things and I love that they call them the littles like that's yes. something we would do like yes. there's literally two groups of kids the bigs and the littles yeah and, and I, the oldest I, little he's so tall now he's huge I think it's mm-hmm. KJ yeah Corey Jr. yeah it's so hard to and but but Kaya is the only girl of the littles and she's, and she's a twin stunning She's stunning. She's a twin, though, yeah? Yes. Kaya and Cash. Cash. So there's three littles? Yeah. No, I four. I always thought there's four. Yeah. There's four. There's KJ, the twins, Kaya and Cash, and there's one more, and I believe he's the one 
who was in the dog accident last season. I thought that was Cash. I don't know. Hold on. I can just look it up. Kim's family. Because now I always try and like remember Yeah, she has names. six kids. So Ariana and Brielle and then four littles. Okay. Cash, Kaya, KJ, and Kane. Oh, I literally did not know there was one. Yeah, no, Kane. it didn't feel as good remembering it. <laughs> It's just crazy how many fucking kids she has. And, like, I just love her. Like, I love that she's wearing her natural hair. I can't believe how good it looks. Like, this is what she's been hiding the whole time. It looks Her amazing. natural hair looks as beautiful and stunning as her wigs. I don't understand what the her hang-up is about wearing her natural hair as it is. Agreed. Right now. And Ariana had a major glow-up from... Um, She got her lips done. She went to the same hair and makeup people as Brielle and Kim. And I don't know. I just love that, like, even though it's not necessarily, like, what I would want for a look, they just love this one look, and they all look like each other, and they're, like, so happy with the way that they look. And, like, people make fun of them, and they just don't care. They love it. And I I respect that. I do. No, I respect it, too. Like, I I actually really do. And you can – I can feel even sense, like, Ariana, like – is more confident in herself. She's also growing up and like, so being in high school, well age like on a show is, is a rough place to be. But like now that she's graduated and she's feeling herself, like it's nice to watch her feel confident when like last season we watched her feeling like really insecure. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be a very, very good season. Me too. And, um, is it, it's not always going to be two episodes every night, right? That was just like, it was just like a special moment. So special. Thank you. Now let's dive into Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, always know you can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. We will always keep it anonymous. You can use fake names. We won't sell you out. But if you have a quandary you're dealing with, let us know. Like this first girl. Hey, girls. Strap in for this one. I've been with my boyfriend, let's call him disgusting, for about a year (laughs) and a half now. For the first half of the pandemic, I was staying with him and his family in upstate New York. Then in July, I went back home and he came with me. I've had issues with my boyfriend's butting heads with my sisters in the past, so it's refreshing to see disgusting get along well with my sister. Well, let's just say that I've recently discovered that they get along even better than I had thought. This past weekend, we had a barbecue. The drinks were flowing. Everyone was having a good time. While drunk stumbling into the bathroom to go pee, I walked in on Disgusting and my sister dry humping each other in the bathtub. Of course, in total shock, I dropped my drink and screamed at them to stop. And here's the real kicker. Disgusting turned to me and said, this tub is big enough for three. This is disgusting. I don't even know where to start. Totally repulsed, I stormed out and went to my longtime neighbor's house to get away from my family and from Disgusting. I haven't told anyone yet, not even my parents, because I'm just totally humiliated. I'm still at my neighbor's house, and I just told my parents that I'm fighting with my sister, and because we fight a decent amount, they haven't really questioned it. My sister is prettier than me, and I've often felt inferior to her throughout my life, and this is just another example. What the fuck do I do? Yes, I'm disgusted by my sister, but she's still my sister. She hasn't reached out, and I'm not sure I want to make the first move. Help. Signed, the less hot sister. Well, here's the thing. In your mind, you may be the less hot sister. But at least you're not the morally corrupt sister. And that's all that matters. Right. right. And I think morals are beautiful. They're so sickeningly stunning. And honestly, girl, like, not to get off track, but I think you need to have a little bit more confidence in yourself. Like, the way that you compare yourself to your sister and just, like, kind of the tone from what I'm getting, like, I think you need to have more confidence. Like, you obviously listen to this podcast. You're probably, like, so gorgeous and beautiful and smart. Like, I can't even begin to explain. 
Yeah. So here's what you need to do. Like, I understand running to the neighbors, like you don't want to deal with this yet, but you wrote in and you're ready to deal with it. This is what you're going to do. You're going back to your house. You're going to air all of this out. You're going to send your boyfriend packing. He can go home. You guys are finished. You need to let your parents know, like you need to bring everyone into this. She needs to feel shame because if you, if you sweep this under the rug or like pretend not want to share it with your family it will inevitably cause a major rift in your family your parents won't know what's happening and there's a chance that you're the one that feels like pushed out and so not only are you the one that's not in the wrong but like you might lose more if you don't bring it all to a head right and you're like protecting them right now you didn't do anything wrong why are you embarrassed you have literally nothing to be embarrassed about your sister hooked up with your boyfriend she's nasty she should be embarrassed she should be hiding in the neighbor's lawn not you and you know what your boyfriend okay whatever we expect a lot from men and they always disappoint us he's a stranger like be done with him the real problem here is your sister yeah your sister what your sister did is worse than what your boyfriend did because like she's your flesh and blood and she owes you loyalty whereas like this guy is a skeezy cheater and that's and all he's, a he's stranger. ever gonna be yeah um and so you need to go home and air it out and put everyone in their place and your parents need to need to know because your sister if, if she if no one finds out like your sister won't feel shame about this she's protected and that's why you, like, need to go and snitch on her immediately. Immediately. Usually, snitches ain't. But in this particular scenario, snitches is. And you're not going to be, like, snitching, like, running to your parents and telling them what happened. Like, she will be in the room. So I feel like if you're snitching on someone in front of their face, it's not snitching. No, snitching is, like, the act of going behind the back. But we're really not a snitch if you're just airing out the family issues. Yeah. I think that you got to air it out. Air, air it out. out. Tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with no air. Yeah, that's why you got to air it out. Side note, I literally went into Ben's. Like, Ben has the dining room and I have the bedroom when we're working from home. And I went into his, like, little area and he was on his phone playing Spotify Jordan Sparks on Shuffle. He loves Jordan Sparks. That's so precious. Next up. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. Thank you for the morning toast. It's one of my favorite parts of my days. I've been exclusively dating this guy for about eight months. Let's call him Salt. What is with everyone writing in with the weird nicknames tonight? Okay, his name is Salt. They've been dating for eight months. A few weeks ago, we were out to dinner when I asked why he had taken a break from dating prior to us going out. He casually said, oh, because of avocado. I knew of her, but asked him then what had happened with her. Avocado's obviously a girl. I didn't get that. I knew uh, about her, but... He said, oh, I thought I told you about how she tragically and unexpectedly passed away six months ago. They were still together at the time. When I tell you I was shooketh, I mean shooketh. I had no clue. So they've been together for eight months. She passed away six months ago. I'm just trying to piece this together. They had taken a break in those eight months. Yeah, this is, timing is weird, but. No, by the way, they didn't take a break. Listen, let me start from the beginning. It's confusing. A few weeks ago, we were, she was dating Salt for eight months. A few weeks ago, we were out to dinner when I asked why he had taken a break from dating prior to us going out. So he hadn't been dating for a while before they started dating. Got it. He casually said, oh, because of Sarah. I can't deal with the same. It's because of Sarah. I knew about Sarah, but asked him what happened to her. And he said, oh, I thought I told you about how she tragically and unexpectedly passed away six months ago. They were still together at the time. So eight months they've been dating, six months ago she passed away, and six months ago they were still together. Got it. I mean, I was shooketh. I had no clue. Now, a few nights ago, we were talking about future plans when he flat out tells me he still thinks of her. 
Yes, like that. This made me feel awful. I told him I didn't feel pleasant to hear that and would need to think about what this means to me. They had a super intense relationship, and it was mo- the most serious one he's ever had. Should I be mad he didn't tell me about her prior to us starting to, de- to date? I can't help but feel betrayed because of how emotionally invested I am with him now. And even feel jealous, even though I know that feeling is crazy. What should I do now? Your help is truly appreciated. I mean, honestly, okay. this is like... First of all, I, I understand feeling jealous, but I feel like that's... You have to bring logic into it. I feel like that's an irrational um, thing to feel. I also think, like, grief is so weird. And it honestly, some people, like, can handle it and some people can't. And I'm getting the vibe that you just can't handle it. Okay. There's a few things going on. This is, like, one of the more confusing ones I've ever read. But first of all, like, are we going to ignore the fact that he was cheating on you for the first two months of your relationship? You don't seem bothered by that. Right. So he was cheating on you. Let's just put that out there. And then he and was cheating, he was on, cheating you with, on Sarah, what, with, who he claims is the most intense, serious relationship right, he's ever had. Right. And he was cheating on you with what he claims is the most intense, serious, like love of his life sort of relationship. And he just lost that person. And he's in no place to be in a relationship with anyone right now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that this man, assuming that like he was with her and they were deeply in love and he, he shouldn't the next day be with someone else. So I think he needs to be on his own to grieve and not be in a relationship right now. Like it's too soon. I agree. And he was cheating on you according to the, to the timeline. This very confusing submission is riddled with problems. And I think the first problem is that neither of you are in the right relationship. Yeah. I think maybe like in a year from now, you guys could talk again, but I think he needs to properly grieve. Yeah. And there are some people who like, meet someone so quickly after you know the loss of someone and that person is like really the perfect person for them like that person has been through grief and that person helps shelter them through this crazy time and sometimes I do believe like you can be in a relationship after losing someone because that person is like the next right person for you and they're gonna help you get out of this dark place I don't get that vibe from this submission yeah no not at all especially when um the person that he was cheating on you with is the person he needs to grieve like this is you know what i always think about not that it's similar but like jill zarin met her boyfriend gary like so quick after bobby passed away and i'm sure some people were like oh it's so soon but i actually i don't know something about it like it's some sometimes these situations like make sense yeah i didn't think that that was that soon though but but yeah a lot of people on the internet had something to say got it well Um, was that all there's one more. Oh. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I'm a huge fan and longtime listener. Jackie, you're literally my spirit animal. Your oh Instagram God. speaks to me. Claudia, I have nothing to say because you suck. No, I'm kidding. She just loves you. <laughs> I recently oh moved God, out. Thank my... you so much. I'm going to put on my best advice cap for you right now. I'm going to give you the best advice. I recently moved out from my apartment with my roommate and dear friends, also bridesmaids in my weddings, and, in my... and I moved in with my fiance two blocks away. My friend's sister moved into my old room, so we are all now neighbors. I really miss hanging out with my friends and ex-roommates, and I just am missing having one-on-one time with her. Ever since I moved and the sister took my spot, the sister always comes to our hangout sessions. Whether it's like to watch Housewives, which she doesn't even like, or to go on a quick walk during our lunch break, I'm really struggling because she's definitely annoys me, and more than anything, I miss just having time with my friend. I've tried to hint at it before, telling her I don't telling her I want to catch up with just her, and she doesn't really seem to get that and that I don't want the sister around 24-7. She's really close with her sister, so maybe she doesn't understand how annoying it is. More than that, I've stopped inviting my friends, my friend, to things because the sister is always in tow and she is not 
that well-liked by my other friends. Any ideas on how to approach this without hurting anyone's feelings? They're both kind of sensitive. Thank you. I just want to know, like, is someone writing in about me and you? Oh, my God, because I was just going to say, I really can't relate to this story because, oh, my God, maybe this is how... Your Maybe friends. this is one of my friends. Because and it's like, I, this weekend, around. this weekend, I tried to pr- plan like a big girl's trip with a bunch of people and it just, for scheduling purposes, like it ended up only being Jackie and her like, best college friends and me. And I really felt like the kid's sister, like, can I come into your room? Maybe this is one of them. Oh my God. Maybe. But they didn't mention anything about a trip. They were talking about like lunch breaks. Yeah. And oh, we don't, we don't go on walks. And I never lived with them where I just moved out. Yeah, but okay, honestly, so I can't relate us. to this. But, no, I can't relate to it because I, I, we are that sister who's always bringing the sister. But I guess without, like, mentioning it, if you wanted to see me alone and wanted to make sure I wasn't going to bring one of my sisters, um, how could I go? How could you go about that? Because it's always going to be, like, an open invitation for me to invite my sisters. Right. You know what? I want to offer a, an alternative here to the girl writing in. Because you say this girl's like your best friend, but if she really was your best friend, like her sister would also be your best friend. Like that's just how it works. But what if she has like a bad sister? Can't relate. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. This is Um, hard. Honestly, this is where like this is, I'm, I'm having writer's block for advice. Like I can't, I cannot give advice here. I can't even fathom if one of my friends felt this way. No, it's so sick. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like. Like, sometimes I go to dinner with my friends without you. Like, we just make a plan one-on-one. Like, make a reservation for two. I'm not going to bring a third. By the way, we're being dramatic. Like, But I course, might. No, you but definitely have boundaries. It sounds like what you need here is boundaries. Like, of course, sisters are always invited. But, like, sometimes it's nice to, like, have friend time with your friends. Like, you want to talk about, like, blowjobs. You don't really talk about that with your sister. So, like, I get it. So you just have to be a little bit more direct. Sounds like you're just, like, hoping the problem's going to go away when you, like, make tentative plans. And, of course, she's going to invite her sister. So be more direct. Yeah, or, like, get the sister's schedule and find out when she's busy. Yes. Oh, my God. Or set her up. Set the sister up with one of your fiancé's friends so she falls madly in love. She has too much going on. She can't see her sister and her sister's friend. And that way, she's good. Everyone wins, and you did a good thing in the process. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. This is really a tough one. Like, I don't know. Maybe hang out with, like, some of your other friends who don't have sisters. Oh, that's also a good call. You know, like, me. Like... I just feel like if if I had a friend who was, like, not down with my sisters, and, like, that's fine for them because, like, we're a lot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, I, we should be exploring other friendships. I would actually really like to get the take of the, uh, the friend here. Like, because I am her. Well, no, actually, I'm yeah. the sister. You are her. And yeah. I would just love to, like, they sound like a great group of girls. We should get to know them. <laughs> yeah, we should get to know them. Oh, man. That's okay. so funny. That wasn't very helpful of us, but thank you guys for writing no. in. Again, if you ever want to write in, we will always, always keep it anonymous. And the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being so open and candid with us. And we hope you enjoyed that segment and today's episode. And if there's nothing else, we're back tomorrow. Going to be recapping Emily in Paris. So if you want to join us on the journey, please do. It's like I have so many funny jokes like that are just killing me to get out so I want everyone to know what I'm talking about so if you have some free time it's 10 episodes they're like 25 minutes long it's not a big deal we'll be recapping that tomorrow is there any tv on tonight that we're going to be recapping today's Wednesday tv schedule has gotten all shook up and I do feel like OC is premiering maybe tonight OC oh I mean honestly like I feel like it's going to be so bad like I'm I might drop out but I'll give it a shot I'll give it a shot but just that would be crazy I know but it's like it's so bad. 
Yeah. It's bad. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think that premieres tonight or tomorrow night. So um, I'm going to watch Emily in Paris, like, literally right now. Fabulous. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know Monday through Friday, usually on YouTube. So if you ever want to watch us on YouTube, please feel free to head over to YouTube.com slash Morning Toast. Subscribe. Give all of our videos a thumbs up. But we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, now on Amazon Music. Wherever you listen to your podcast, find us, search The Morning Toast, and maybe leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and sickeningly smart we are. We hope you have an amazing hump day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.